there, my little geeklings, and welcome to another episode of Two Geeks Talk Movies. I am your host, John, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Joe. Hey. Hey there. So, how are you? I'm doing okay. Yourself? Yeah, I'm all right. I mean, getting old, but who isn't, so... <laughs> yes, yes, mm. the joys that come with that. Yeah, the joys of old age. It's fucking fan dabby dozy. Mm. Right, then. Um, tonight, we are looking at a little-known... 80s comedy horror that totally did not rip off Gremlins, <clears throat> Hobgoblins. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh my god, it's such a rip off of, of Gremlins. Oh god, I know. God, it's, <laughs> it's like a, a, a it's like a, a what do you call things? A critter had sex with a ghoulie and produced <laughs> Hobgoblins. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> It's so terrible. Uh, oh it is, it is. I'm never gonna look at them the same way again. <laughs> Um, so is this the first time you've seen this thing? No, sadly. Um, nope. I think that he about the fourth. Oh, must be bloody good. Uh, I think this is about the tenth. You must seen this thing. Oh, good and, Oh, sweet mother Jesus. Have you seen the cheaper than cheap uh, sequel, Hobgoblins Two? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. I mean. Uh, why you would decide to watch the second one, mind you, after this one? But oh, sadly. My God. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I watched it the other day there. Actually, I think it was Friday I watched it. And, oh, sweet Jesus. I mean, the acting is abysmal. The story makes no sense. It's supposed to be 1990, yet they have flip phones and fucking modern computers. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, the story makes no sense. The acting is a porn level abysmal. Mm. And the puppets look even cheaper, if that's even possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can't think that possible with that, but oh. yeah. Go check out the second one that looks like they, you know, they got a child to make it. Oh my god! It's, it looks like it's filmed on a bloody first generation digital camera <laughs> because it was filmed in t- 2005 and sat on a shelf for three years before it was shot out on VOD in 2008. <laughs> so I mean, if you t- if you compare that to the other stuff we got in 2005, yeah, that movie looked like it was made before this. Mm. It's shocking. Oh my god. I mean, I first saw this thing, the original Hobgoblins, as a way back 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was stunned at how cheap this thing is. Cheap is not the word for it. Well, <laughs> yeah. Lord. I mean, I thought I'd saw all of the Gremlins clones from critters to ghoulies to munchies. But then this thing slapped me in the face and went, Mm-mm, you haven't finished, bitch. You've still got this to do. <laughs> And I found out about the sequel and I got booted in the balls with a sequel. So it's like, oh, oh my God. These are yeah. just just abysmal. I mean, have you seen Munchies, by the way? I have. I have. Oh, I, mean, I was uh, lightly hoping you would have picked Munchies, and then you picked this, and I was like, ah, oh, goody. No, 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 because Munchies is a disaster movie. It's just abysmal. This is terrible, but you can have fun with it. Mm-hmm. So I picked this one because it's got a slightly more funnier edge to it. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. So, yeah. Mm, yeah mm. So brought to us by Rick Sloan, who also brought us such <clears throat> softcore <clears throat> classics <laughs> as Vice Academy 1 through 6, Babe Watch, and Good Girls Don't. So, you know, this is quality. <laughs> oh, we go with him for a creative. Yeah, he done these terrible early to late 90s softcore mm. porn things. And it's like, oh, yeah. dear God. So, hmm. I've got down here. Why did I watch the Hobgoblins 2? It's fucking terrible. 
<laughs> anyway, he also <laughs> claimed that he wrote this years before Gremlins. Bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. that there is no way that he that came before Gremlin. He even has a thought on a shelf somewhere, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also got down here, Hobgoblins are critters and ghoulies had a baby, mm. then was aborted. So <laughs> They look like the product of some animal insect thing. It's just, you know, years of inbreeding leads to that, you know. It's so terrible. The stuff I've noticed thing made my jaw hit the fucking floor. It's ridiculous. So with its teeny tiny budget, this sits on the IMDb's top 25 worst movies of all time, sitting at number 13. Oh, wow. So hmm. this was also covered by MS. T3K and Elvira. So you know this one's good if she takes it apart. <laughs> so did they take it apart? So <laughs> Wow. I mean, honestly, I actually watched this one with Elvira's commentary and it made it more hilarious. <laughs> I must check that out actually. Uh, it's part of uh 13x of Elvira. So uh-huh. um so let's go into the trivia. Now this okay. shit made my fucking jaw hit the floor. The woman that puppeted the puppets thought they were real as she was just <laughs> um she just left a mental institute. So she thought wow. they were real creatures. I actually read that and I was like, surely that can't be real. What's surely. real? Good Lord. Uh, uh, this was shot in one week with no permits. <laughs> so, mm. Rick Sloan didn't see the Hobgoblin's puppets until the night of shooting. And each one of these puppets were $1,000. <laughs> oh my God. This I mean, what? what an excuse to have those things on screen. I didn't see them until the night we were oh, shooting, I promise. God, I'm sorry, but thousand dollars for these things, he was done horrendously. I mean, he was. They look like fucking dial a bear rejects. I know, dial a bear, build a bear rather, rejects. Yeah. Jesus Christ. They look like, you know how when you see those um those pictures of, the, of like the very first teddy bear or very first uh, plushie toys ever made and they look creepy as all hell because they haven't quite got it right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. They look like them. What I don't get is on his website years ago, he was selling these uh, replicas uh, for 158 each. I was like, who in the right mind is going to buy a hideous thing like that for $150? Going to fuck yourself. So, hmm. Good lord. A Pitbull Growl was used as the Hobgoblin's voice. <laughs> so there we are. Uh, there was no toilets on the set. They had to pee outside. Fucking hell. I mean, that is ridiculous. You know you're in fucking Grover filming territory for any fucking toss to piss in. No, um, definitely. And the cast wore their own clothes, apart from the uh, soldier guy, because he was given a uh, army surplus outfit. But yeah, the rest of them are—that's the own clothes they're wearing. That's their own. Oh, good lord! God wow. And the piercer is this stance. He only made Vice Academy one through six to get money to make Hobgoblins two. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, he created a whole subgenre of softcore porn parodies. <laughs> Uh, to make Hobgoblins to... <laughs> to pay for this shit? Well, the the to the... yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking hell, man. So... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know you're watching world class when the uh, director, last producer, last writer, last fucking janitor, you know, has to make softcore porn to pay for that. Yeah, to oh, fucking hell. oh my god yeah. oh. I mean I was stunned when I read that I went that can't be fucking true 
Jesus Christ. And I actually looked up. It is true. He actually had an interview with Fangoria a couple of years uh-huh. back. And he admitted that he'd made Vice Academy 1 through 6 to make Hobgoblins 2. It's like, oh, I mean, why would you even admit that? Oh, my God. So let's go into nuts and bolts. This had a $15,000 budget. And it pulled in unknown because it was straight to tape. Wow. I think this is one of the first straight to tape things in 88. So Mm. mm. the cast, Tom Burlett, Paige Sullivan, Stephen uh, Boggs, Kelly Palmer, Billy Frank and Tammy Brake. I never heard any of them either, so never heard that one. Nope. Directed by Rick Sloan. I mean, hmm. The plot, so here we go. A group of aliens escape capture and run amok, playing tricks on a group of <clears throat> teens <laughs> using their <laughs> yeah, no, uh, using their wish-granting powers. Can they be stopped? Find out here. I mean, I'm sorry, but first right off the bat, they are not teens. <laughs> I mean, they're about teenagers as you and I are. Come on. <laughs> I love the fact that in the second one, they're playing 20-year-olds. I'm going, mm. really? You're supposed to be 18 in the fucking first one? Get yourself to fuck. <laughs> I mean, what, oh, what, about 45? <laughs> yeah, easily. <laughs> wow. Okay, okay, let's just go into this thing. <clears throat> mm. So, oh, by the way, which um, which version of the poster did you see? Um, uh, the aliens and like the spaceship thing. Yes. So, um, McQueedy is trying to tell us how we first met them and mm-hmm. we first mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, that's one I saw. Uh, there's also another mm-hmm. one where it blatantly rips off critters, where it just shows you the face of one of the creatures. But that's a rare poster, so hmm. Anyway. No, so this, no wonder. Copyright yeah. from critters, eh? Yeah, yeah. So this opens up on an old movie studio, which in real life was an abandoned parking lot across the street from a fucking crack house. <laughs> <laughs> so... I mean, could you imagine that? Your agent phones you up. Yeah, they want you for an, a horror movie. It's going to be great. What the address? Hold on a minute. Rough end of town. I'm pretty sure there's a crack down there, though. Mm-hmm. What in the hell would make you go, yeah, I'll be there? Yeah, I mean, honestly, God, apparently it's the dodgy end of Mulholland Drive. Oh, so, love. For American listeners, I'm guessing you know that one because we don't. Yep. <laughs> but, mm. And here we meet the old security guard, McCready, played by Jeffrey uh, Culliver. I think mm-hmm. that was his name. He's pissed off. He has to trade his replacement, Dennis, played by Kevin Cudrow, uh, Kildrow, even, who is a wannabe rock star, apparently. <laughs> uh, he shows him around uh, the totally real studio and not a fucking bank vault. By the way, that's a real bank vault. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how's that a studio, by the way? Oh, my God. I mean, Apart- I have no idea. The way they film it, it, it could be a prison, a school, a secure hospital, mm. or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, apparently, the parts in the interior is a parking lot, and parts of it is a real bank vault, and parts of it is a is a um, a random car park. So it's like, wow. okay then. Uh, so he's told don't go near this vault because there's nothing in there. So of course, this idiot Dennis goes into the vault, opens the quote vault. Where apparently all the film stuff is, is held. Hmm. And it's quickly killed by monstrous hobgoblins that live inside. They grant him his one wish of becoming a rock star and then kill him off screen, of course. Why not? And I'm going, okay, we're in trouble. Mm. 
Not even yeah. two minutes in, we're in trouble. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I love the fact how to prove this is a studio, they have random bins filled with film strips. <laughs> I just love that. It's like, this is a totally real movie studio. Look at the film strips. Yeah. yeah. Just leave all those film strips there. People think it really is. It's like, oh, come on. I mean, I love the fact at the quote-unquote security hut, uh, hut bit, they mm. have like four canisters of film strips just lying there. And I'm going, yeah, this is totally <laughs> fucking movie studio. It's like, yeah. oh. You're totally convincing us there, you know. Oh, God. So, as um, Dennis is getting his grant, his wish granted, McCready is getting chewed out by the boss, Mr. Uh, Comstone. I thought it was Comstone, but it's actually Comstone. <laughs> uh, played by Don Barrett about drinking in a job, apparently. Mm. Yeah, that's what I picked up from that. I was like, Okay, then. And he, the fact that none of her um, eventual replacements last longer than a couple of weeks. Yes, yeah, I was about to say that. What the fuck? I mean, also, he, here's on in gag for this terrible movie that he, McCready, that is, has to work every single night or the insurance company will not pay out because reasons. I mean, they say that this movie used to do shut its doors in the mid 50s, so it's been uh-huh. lying dormant for 30 years. And it's making no money, but there's insurance policy on it. How the fuck is that on work? Why don't you just torture the place for insurance policy? Well, it would probably be cheaper than keeping it, you know, say, than hiring him every night for 30 years. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, oh, God. So the vault, I've got to hear, the vault was actually a real bank vault, and it took eight crewmembers to open and close the door. So. <laughs> uh, I also have down here, the wow. music is very Halloween 78. Mm. When... Uh, Michael was stalking out a din, 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 yeah. din. When Michael was stalking somebody, I'm going, Halloween's that you? Mm. Yeah, yeah. The only, the, the only difference is when we heard that tune, then through that movie, it can, did kind of give you that anticipation of shit, something quite cool about to happen. When they had this, you're like, really? You mm. just play this tune for the whole of the movie? Yeah, and I'll fight to change two notes. It's like, din, din, din. <laughs> Then that's like, oh, you cheap bastard. So, hmm. like, we can still tell it's Halloween 78, get a grip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it when McCready finds Dennis's body. He just closes the vault door and just covers up the death. He just leaves his body there. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? Calm as anything, have it happens every day. I was like, eh, you're a little bit too calm there. No running over to see if there's any signs of life. Mm. No, just fuck it. If he's not dead, he will be. We'll just lock that door and see you left. Yeah, the goblins can eat them up. I'm going, mm. that's cold. I mean, that's yeah, cold. that's that's cold. God, I'm up to titles, and the cast of nobodies as a cheap synth keyboard is playing the spooky theme. <laughs> I'm going, oh my god, what was the budget for the music? About about ten bucks. I mean, mm. if it was lucky, the credit pop up. I mean, it was the most awkward way I've ever seen a title credit introduced in a movie in my life. Did you pick up on that or was that just me? It kind of felt like Sloan had went, oh fuck, we forgot to add in the title. <laughs> we'll put it here. Yeah, I mean, this movie feels like it's, it hasn't a clue what it's doing. <laughs> it just feels like they've, they've got like various actors and go, okay, there's a script, go for it. Just, yeah. just there's a skeleton of a script, make it up as you go along to a scenario because the acting is abysmal in this. I mean, it's fucking terrible. 
I mean, so, I know they are a cat of unknown, but they look like they're fucked acting job, honest to God. Mm, yeah, yeah, I think most of them actually were one and done. So, <laughs> mm. um, so next night, McCready is chewed out by uh, Comstone. I've got Comstone, it's actually Comstone. For yet another guard has quit three in a matter of months. Uh, by the way, this line, right? This line reading rather is awful. He goes, What's the matter with you? Can't you keep your men? I'm like, can you take part, uh, take two? No, I mean... Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. I love the fact how wood panelling and bone trophies make this a CEO's office. <laughs> Did you catch that? It's like wood yeah. panels and fucking bone trophies. I'm like, yeah, you're CEO of this huge fucking movie studio. Fuck off. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, dear. So Comstock tells him straight he has to hire his replacement or he'll be hiring two as he's fired. I'm going, really, mate? So, this gigantic movie still only has one security guard. Yeah, it only needs one. That's like, what the fuck? That's ridiculous. I worked as a security guard years and years and years and years and years ago. And there has to be more than one guard at any one time. There's like two or three, maybe four, depending on how big the site is. So, bullshit, this entire gigantic movie studio, as you're deemed led to believe, has one security guard. Mm. Especially yeah. a guy in his, what, 60s, 70s? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's definitely pushing retirement age, put it that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm. So with, with that, McCready uh, takes a new hire, Kevin, played by Tom Bar- Barletti. Along with him, on patrol of this empty, totally not a motorcycle car park studio. Because <laughs> <clears throat> it's a real movie studio, which, I mean. Hmm. Mm. Uh, Kevin is a geek because he has a notepad, so he has to write down information with it because gives them so that's i'm a geek gotta love the 80s oh god yeah them in the stereotypes eh? i was surprised he didn't have big thick glasses on yeah i, I think he's more of a quote-unquote cool geek not a nerd a nerd would be the glasses type yeah so the point. geek would be the sort of cooler version it's like uh, 80s for you i mean hmm. yeah i so, love how that whole the whole um tells you how the whole continuity or something how it totally fucked up because it go from hire your replacement or you're fired and I'll get to to bam next scene no guard no interview process no whatever I was like fuck that real quick mm, yes did you also notice that um, Kevin's trousers changed from tan to jeans back to tan <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like oh come on really mm. Like, what, did you turn up to sit with them in the, in the wash and forget them or something? That's like, why are you in jeans? Oh, God, I have no idea. I mean, like I said, the, the costumes in this thing are, oh, my God. We'll get back to the guy in the shorts later. <laughs> oh, my God. And we'll get back to the nympho later also. Jesus, what the fuck is she wearing? It's like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> and we'll go back to the bloody, the kinky-ass bar. I mean, Jesus, Jing, what the fuck are they wearing in that bar? It's like, oh. Oh, okay then. <clears throat> so back to this gripping opening. McCree <laughs> warns Kevin off the vault, telling him it is dangerous equipment and say don't don't enter. Why don't you just fucking shut the doors and seal it up instead of letting the newbies find out about the vault? Just lock the fucking door. Yeah. You know? Just I mean, lock it, say that bit is shut off and even even lying be like that bit whole shut off, I don't have keys for yeah. it, you know? 
Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. I'm going, just shut the, the doors, shut the vault over permanently yeah. and just lock the doors behind you and just say, that wing's closed. We can't go down that wing. Sorted. Yeah. Instead of going, oh, by the way, there's, there's the vault. We're going to be near that. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. I mean, mm. so McCready then takes Kevin outside and shows him his gun, which is totally a fucking cap gun, by the way. It's a plastic dollar twenty cap gun. Yeah, and it screams it from like ten feet away. Oh my god, saying he has never used this in thirty years. Why the fuck do you have it then? Exactly. I mean, oh my god, it's like this is the gun. Don't worry, kid. I've never fired it before. Why do you have it? So, oh, this this movie. I love the fact how when they fire it, you can tell it's a cap gun because it goes and little bits of gunpowder fires off. I'm going, that's a cap gun. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but that made me think. So, if he had that thing, you never, never um needed to use it. Where the hell did he get it from? Was it like his own, and they brought it to work, sort of thing, or did they buy it for the job and they turned up at like? If you never had to use it, where the hell did it come from and why have you still... Well, there's a drop line with his ex-army, so maybe it's his silver revolver? Yeah, true. I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, I'm going, if you're only fired out in 30 years, how do you know it still fires? How do you know the, the boats still uh, valid uh, boats, you know what I mean? So, hmm. mm, exactly. So anyway, so the next day, Kevin goes to his girlfriend's house, Amy, played by Paige Sullivan. And apparently she's conservative and buttoned up, therefore she's tight. You know, she's she's so conservative and all buttoned up. Mm. But she wants to be more relaxed, like her best friend. And I'm going, ooh, kidding. Yeah. He has brought over a romantic date of videotape watching. How sweet is that, you know? Mm. <clears throat> Too bad his friend Kyle, played by Stephen Boggs, who is a phone chart pervert and mm. Daphne played by Kelly Palmer as an infomaniac is over to spoil their fun now I'm going what are you wearing love for a start <laughs> what the hell is she wearing she's wearing a tutu it looks like it a tutu with almost like um I don't know bicycle shorts with like a a leotard sort of thing I'm going what the hell with, what is with the the, the crimped hair and the chiffon and the hair tied up. Yeah, I'm going. I, yeah, I was just like, really? <clears throat> they said to you, you know, come dressed as you are, then that's what she thought she would wear. Yeah, yeah. This is the 80s, therefore I'll wear this fucking neon card hideous monstrosity outfit that clashes horrendously. It's like bloody hell. And I love the fact, and when you first meet her, she's wearing the brooch that Kyle gives her at the end of the movie. Movie. <laughs> It's like, oh, fucking hell. Um, yeah. And Kyle, oh, my God, he's wearing, what was that, pink sh- uh, board shorts? Yes. With a Hawaiian shirt, which is <laughs> hideous. Oh, my God. And he's a, a phone sex pervert who mm. phones constantly and runs up the other people's bills. I'm going, that's funny, hilarious, isn't it? I mean, honest to God. And because Amy's, quote, unquote, conservative, she's wearing, what was that, a a cardigan? It was like a grey short cardigan thing and the Peter was set on the white pearl necklace and everything. Oh. I was just like, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean oh. I was just like someone tried so hard when they got the uh the Hoosier outfit for the day. Mm. Yeah, I mean it seems to me like they were given 
like you're in Infomunic, therefore you wear hideous outfits. You're a phone pervert, so you wear shorts for some reason. And you're conservative, therefore you have a cardigan and a pearl set, you know. Yeah. She looked like she'd clearly gone shopping before she started filming for that outfit. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm. On to another piece of ridiculousness. Up pulls in his shagging wagon, Nick, played by Billy Frank, a wannabe Rambo. He's Daphne's boyfriend. And she's all of him like a bad fucking rash. I mean, it's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. She hasn't seen him in two months because he's about to quote-unquote basic training. Mm-hmm. Therefore, he's a trained soldier because that's how that one works. I mean, two weeks or two months rather, and you're a, a fully trained soldier. Yeah. Right. Mm. Mm. I've got that one here. He is a loudmouth arsehole and a dickhead. Absolutely. So, and you forgot he is the camper soldier I've ever met. Oh, God, yeah. When he yeah. fucked out that, that van, I took one look at him and said, if he's great, so am I. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, oh, I have no idea. So Kyle um, is horned up by watching uh, Nick and Daphne all over each other. So he excuses himself to call his quote-unquote girlfriend, a.k.a. a chat line, which gets him even hornier because, you know, you like getting blue balls or wearing a fucking pair of shorts. <laughs> I mean, oh my god! And I love how Kevin is complaining every time Kyle's over his phone bill skyrockets with Charlie numbers, and he hasn't put two and two together because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's not realised. Hold on a minute. Oh god! So Kyle calls Fantasia, played by Tammy Bake, who charges twenty dollars a minute. <laughs> what the fuck? Yes, she charges twenty dollars a minute, and it's like, what the fuck? By the way, yeah, by the way, she was a former porn star turned legit actress. Wow! So there we have that one. Um, I also love in this this movie so cheap. Her studio is the same studio as the boss's office back at the movie <laughs> studio, just redressed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's wood panels with a gumball machine. And two telephones, therefore she's a phone sex off operator. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, you cheap bastards. Like they just took out the bowling ball. Mm, yeah, I took out the trophies and pressed it on a fucking gumball machine. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. off. <laughs> but I love how her number is 976. Uh, was it 976 slut or something like that? Because uh, 976 apparently was a big thing in America in the 80s and 90s. Ah, okay. So I'll have that one. And I'm going... Oh my god! And what she said, she goes to the cinema and she wants to have salty popcorn, but they ran up, so he, he she needs his salt to make it salty. No, what uh, was it? Uh, what was it? She's going to the movie, but it's only PG, and she wanted him to turn up and make it X rated. I was like, really? That he? This is what driving men wild over the phone when yeah. the phone. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought she said about some but the popcorn wasn't salty enough. So she needs his salt to make it sort of going, oh, that's risky. <laughs> so, hmm. And she talked about, it's a PG movie, but she wants it to be R-rated, so I have to show up. I'm going, okay then. I would demand money back pronto. Mm. So Nick, quote-unquote, teaches Kevin how to do hand-to-hand combat using a garden hoe and a rake, <laughs> as you do. Nick is, of course... Better is because he's a jock and they're better than geeks. 80s, everyone. Don't you just love the fucking 80s? Mm. Also, he's had two months of basic training, so it's unfair. 
And by the way, this is the worst fight scene ever filmed. Actually, I'll take it back. This is repeated again in the sequel, and that's the worst <laughs> one ever filmed. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I love the fact how Kevin has grass stains on his ass and on his knees before the scene even starts. Yeah, you got that. Clay. <laughs> Eight four there, right there. Oh, oh so bad. And apparently, yeah, although you have to give this scene a kudos for one thing and one thing only. It is the funniest thing in the whole fucking movie. Yeah, everything they hit each other, they go dent. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, oh, my God. I mean, God. at least you were kind of ancient. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. I'm right here, for an 80s geek, Kevin has a much better body than Nick. Who's mm. a quote-unquote alpha male wannabe? Yeah, bullshit. I mean, have you seen uh, what's his name? Kevin's arms? They're about twice the size of this Nick guy's arms. I'm going. He's a geek. Crying out loud. Plus that guy yeah, you think if, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think if um if Kevin would just put the weight down and just sock him right in the mouth, that you know he'd probably knock him out. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, God almighty. So, with Kevin defeated in a painfully long two-minute fight scene, and it's a long two minutes, mm. my God. Uh, Nick takes Daphne to a shagging wagon for a quick six session, and we have cartoon sound effects, which were driving me fucking insane <coughs> as the, the, the van rocks side to side. What were the uh, sound effects? Yeah. Ba-boing! <laughs> I was like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> you know? Been a while since I was there to set to set, but you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't go boing. No, no, and I love the fact how the, the van is rocking, especially nearly uh, capsizes over, tips over. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <clears throat> you just know they have about four Berlin men at the side, at the other side of that rock, isn't it? No, I think it's actually the two inside, just pushing it from side to side. Is it? I think it is, mm. because it's just badly done. Mm. So, um, Amy gets on Kevin's back for being a geek. I'm going to hear, fuck you, bitch. I would do Kevin in a heartbeat. Fuck you, Nick. I mean, <laughs> Kevin's got a better ass, a nicer body, and a bigger ball, so fuck you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking douchebag. <laughs> I mean, honestly, God, I'm going, he's a geek. A body like that? I think not, so. Mm. Hmm. God almighty. Anyway, so that night at work, Kevin is sulking about his manhood. So when a thug tries to break into the studio, he thinks this is his chance to prove he's a man and not a geek. Um, okay then. Now, you're getting paid minimum wage. Why the fuck would you take on a thug? You know? Yeah. So Kevin gets the gun, fires it into the air to scare off the goon, and apparently McCready is caught by the throat by a knife, and he's going, I'm going to shoot you, man. No, it's not even loaded. And he goes, bang, and the guy runs off. I'm going, so you had no fight experience at all in this movie then? Well, clearly. Mm, mm, mm. And I'll have to, uh, to prove, as I got down here again, I'll have to prove the fact that it's actually a totally real film studio. They have film cans just lying around in the open, just willy-nilly. You just, know, you know there's like film Yeah, I was going to say, just, you know, destroying all the film that's on those film strips. Mm, yeah, ridiculous. And I love during the high speed chase of dizzying heights of five miles an hour, they play almost the 
the fog theme because for can't see that. <laughs> I mean, mm, so with the thugs get off, McCready calls the cops as Kevin chases uh, after him with the gun in the hand, and I'm going, what the fuck is happening here? I mean, mm. one minute they're chasing a golf cart. Uh-huh. I'm going a golf cart really, with dizzying heights of five miles an hour. The speed, <laughs> my God. Um, they're chasing to the vault again. Halloween stalker theme plays. Kevin opens mm-hmm. the vault and he lets the goblins free. The hobgoblins free. I'm going. Did he even know the goon was going to the vault? Yeah. He just opens didn't, the vault and they run out. So it's like, what the fuck? Didn't he run the opposite way to? <laughs> yes. Uh, I suppose anyway. direction. You know, direction and irrelevant when it comes to this movie. Yes, it's ridiculous. I mean, like I said, filmed in seven days with no permits. Lucky to get all this fucking footage you needed. So, hmm. Yeah. So, McCready then chews out Kevin for the fact he's let these hobgoblins loose uh, loose in the city. So, okay then. Um, what, what I don't get, though, is how did Kevin know the code for that vault? I mean, he was told not to go near it, so there would have been no reason to give it to him. Mm, yeah. Although in saying that, the vault is always open, so I'm going, what's one having a vault if you don't shut the fucking thing? I mean Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, I have no idea. Like I said, this movie is abysmal and doesn't need to be uh, like scrutinised as it is right now, but because it makes no fucking sense. So mm. And I've got I've got to say by the way, when I first saw this thing, I lost my shit. I was on the floor howling with laughter, watching these hobgoblins steal McCready's golf cart to escape. I was on the floor. I couldn't move. I mean, uh, every time I've seen it, I've been on the floor howling. It's just, every time you see it, you think, you just think, it can't be as ridiculous as I remember. Mm. And then you watch it and go, no, it fucking was. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I love the fact how they're, they're quote unquote driving the car, yet they can mm. barely move their hands. I'm going, oh my God. <laughs> Like, you know those eye hug lie. Come on, yes. baby. Yeah, 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 honestly, God. So these hobgoblins like build a bear rejects. I mean, honestly, God, with little to no movement at all. Yeah. And you can practically see the woman behind him with her hand thrown in the back. Yeah. It's like, oh, this you is almost, cheap. Oh, you can almost see the hand up the back side. Oh, God almighty. Um, so McCready then tearfully tells Kevin that 30 years ago, when he was a greaser, because of course he was, mm. and fresh at the army, how can you be a greaser fresh at the army? Hmm. Mm. He saw a UFO crash land, and these whole golems are actually aliens with wish-granting powers that then go bad. He's been hired to keep them a secret from the public and indeed the studio. But who's hired him then if it's not a studio? <laughs> yeah. Oh mm, my god. So I mean, so the magazine like quote unquote young McCready is reading is The Visitants, which uh-huh. is a VHS cover of Rick Stone's second movie. Uh-huh. So it's not even a, a, a magazine, it's a fucking VHS cover, so <laughs> you know this is quality. I mean, uh, you know you're in for the good stuff. Uh, I mean you can't even afford a magazine. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. I love the UFO as a toilet seat with a large <laughs> cooking pot. Anything <laughs> <laughs> uh, else literally would have been more convincing. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, it is a teeny tiny little, you're supposed to believe 10 hobgoblins fitted in that teeny tiny little fucking pot. I'm like, fuck off. Better get two in it and I mean 10. 
I mean, not unless they were stacked in there like those Russian dolls. Oh, God, only knows. I don't care, frankly. I mean... <clears throat> so, with McCready's story and warnings of the hobgoblins in his mind, that hobgoblins like bright lights, and if someone is acting weird, the hobgoblins have them in their sights or something. I don't know what the fuck's happening here. Um, yeah, apparently they're telepathic. Oh, God almighty. Mm. The only way to... To break the spells to kill the hobgoblin before the hobgoblin kills the person. So Kevin hunts down these aliens all alone as McCready tries to tell the boss they've escaped, they've escaped after 30 years, they've escaped. Write it in. Mm. I mean, just write it in. Yeah, and that made you obviously realise then that the big C- CEO was in on it, right? But if mm. that was the case and he was in on it, could McCready just said to him at the start when the first guy died, you know, all the way went into the boat and the hobgoblin got him? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the writing in this is terrible. They've got stuff mm. that's just, just dropped, drop a line and then they go, oh, no, I mean, we'll just contradict, contradict that later on in the movie. It's like, okay then. So yeah. it, it immediately cuts, it just goes zoop and cuts straight to Amy's house. It was all but empty. Uh, I'll go down here. Is this an actual show house? Because the house is completely empty with pure white walls. Mm. There's only about four pieces of furniture in the entire house. Is this a show house? Either that or they like the minimalistic look. Mm. Yeah. So the house is empty. Then it's party time as she, Daphne and Kyle are dancing i'm gonna hear what is the music the clothes the dancing and the decor Whoa. this just screams the arson of the hideous 80s mm, good lord yep mm. also the music was done by the fontalinis uh the pop-up lit on this movie and it's a real band apparently so hmm. is it actually yes yeah oh well, wow there are two hit wonders um what the hell was it kiss kiss 99 or something like that and the other song in this movie, I can't remember the top of my head, so it's like, yay. Lovely. So the Hobgoblins um, attack. Tricking <laughs> yeah, hmm. mm. Daphne into thinking she heard Nick's van's horn. So she quickly gets inside and goes all pissy with Amy as she gets him a jacket. I've got to hear, fuck you, Daphne, you $2 whore. I mean, yeah. this Amy checks trying to be nice to giving you uh, one break and she goes, oh no, I don't need it. My, my, my Nicky's going to come and fuck me senseless in the back of this hideous shagging wagon. So fuck you, you bitch. I'm going, screw you, you ungrateful. Mm. So I've got down here, fuck these characters. They're all selfish, spiteful, aggressive idiotic little fuckers i mean who cares yep you just i was just watching that bit going i hope you die very painfully yeah fuck these characters they're all selfish spiteful nasty egotistical little fuckers just kill them hobgoblins they're all useless people frankly yeah i mean by the time they escaped i was just you know praying that they all died very slow painful death yeah, yeah. Also, I've got down here, what is with the un adr outside audio? It sounds as if they've took the audio from the camera mic and didn't even EDR it. So, yeah. she sounds like she's in a fucking wind tunnel. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, yeah. and now that you say they didn't have permits for anything, you wonder if, they were, if there was someone behind the scene shouting, you know, hurry up people, time is money here, you know? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I have no idea. All I know is that uh, the outside stuff 
doesn't match the inside stuff. It's like, okay then. So were they shot in two different days? I mean, hmm. Could it, so could it been? Yeah, yeah. So she's quickly attacked by a hobgoblin and cue an awful fight acting. As she rolls around the grass, hugging this fucking teddy bear. I mean, that's supposed to be her under attack. Oh. Right then. <laughs> oh, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen in the, my, my life. How you rolling about trying to fight these things? <laughs> Oh, God oh. Uh, by the way, the magazine that Amy is reading is a 1977 Playboy, which was Rick Sloan's own Playboy. Mm, yeah, I mean, honest to God. So Daphne quickly kills it with a hoe, and then goes inside to tell them uh, she's killed this thing. And I'm going, that was easily killed. I mean, yeah. just once with the hoe, and I, do, I mean a hoe as in a guarding hoe, yeah. and she, she kills it. Just like that, I'm going, you're supposed to be aliens and you're supposed to be over 30 years on this planet and you get killed that easily. And it took one garden horse and that's you gone. Mm, God almighty. So they don't believe her stories as the hobgoblins then quickly bomb rush the house and attack Amy, Daphne and Kyle. Uh, up pulls Nick, thinking it's a new dance. And <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah. What the fuck was his dance moves, by the way? Was he doing, uh, like, walking Egyptian or something? What I was doing? It's like, oh, fucking hell. Um, wow. By the way, he's wearing his Rambo outfit. I'm going, okay. And this was actually his own outfit. <laughs> <laughs> the one previous was, was, given to him. was given to him, but this is actually his own outfit. So That says, oh, good lord. God. He fights the hobgoblins and then runs to get a grenade from his van because, of course... US military allowed to steal grenades. Mm. I mean, hmm. Why not? Souvenir, eh? Oh my god, this movie's so bad. Up pulls Kevin to stop him from blowing up the fucking house. <laughs> he then turns off the lights in the house and then somehow traps the hobgoblins in Nick's van. How did that one happen, by the way? How did that? I mean, <laughs> when they were outside going to the van, couldn't they just run in any other direction? Oh, I have no oh, idea. It just cuts to the four hobgoblins inside the van I'm going how did you get in that van yeah I think it's better for my brain if we try not to actually think logically about these things because otherwise you just think wait what mm. so then Kyle tells him all the stuff that we just told him and then he asked if anyone feels strange so Kyle then calls Fantasia uh, again and a hobgoblin puts him under his spell she gets him to drive into the middle of nowhere, where she pushes the car along with him inside him off a cliff. Lucky for him, Kevin somehow saves him. Yeah, somehow, but <laughs> weren't we told the only way to save him was to kill the hobgoblin that had him under the train? Mm, I'll go down here. Somehow Kevin finds a garden rake at Makeout Point. Karen. Because that's what you take on a, on a make-out date, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Going on a date, I look all night, got my hair, got my phone. Now, we have my garden rake. Right <sighs> off. So bad. By the way, the car found on a cliff is stock footage. So, there we have that one. Mm. By the way, I've got down here, what the fuck is Fantasia wearing? Gold, skin-tight 70s disco pants? <laughs> uh, opera gloves? And a see-through top with leopard print. The fuck is she wearing? I mean, why though? At the end of the day, she 
she's a sick phone operator, so that he's eighty, no one can see her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, personally, she could have turned up in a gym jam. Nobody could, would have been none the wiser. Mm, yeah, yeah. But wait, I am stunned this movie has the money for three cars and a golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, fucking God. Oh, but wait, did you catch the director's hands rocking the car back and yes. forth as Kyle and Fantasia are speeding to, to make out point? Yes. Now, I saw this in 4K and... HD is not a friend to this movie, my lord. <laughs> I mean, honestly, fucking God. I've seen this on YouTube on a really shitty VHS copy, and you can barely see the fucking thing, but I saw this thing crisp, clear HD, and it shows all the flaws and all the faults. Uh, so 4K is not a friend to this movie. Yes, even the grainy YouTube version I watched, um, you could see the hand. I was like, really? Come on, people. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, I saw it fucking utterly ridiculous. So here's where the movie falls off the fucking rails as Amy's dream of being a slut comes true. Because apparently she's buttoned up and she wants to be a slut. Because that's how that one works. Uh, once mm. Kevin returns home, he kills a hobgoblin with a fucking... I don't know the hell it is. He kills it with... Was it a, a poker or something? He kills it with... Yeah. Hmm. Then find out that Amy went downtown to a club called Club Scum. Why not? Uh, which, by the way, is a real club in West Hollywood. Lovely. So, okay then. So Ooh. Kevin explains the Hobgoblin's powers again and then rushes to save Amy. Didn't he explain the powers to him like 20 minutes ago? <laughs> Yes, and he explaining it again. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure he explains it again. Oh, God, all I know So, uh, uh, Club Scum. But what the hell are these wearing? But what the hell is that Major D wearing? <laughs> that looks like a fucking game show outfit he's wearing. The red wow. sequence jacket. I mean, and the, the skin tight black uh, trousers. I'm going with the fucking the quiff, the Elvis quiff. I'm going with the wow. fuck. I mean, what an outfit! I mean, let's let's just admit it. We were all slightly jealous. We couldn't pull that outfit off ourselves. Oh my god! And what is with the the waitress slash prostitute with the, the huge beehive haircut? <laughs> I mean, she dressed like um, a. I mean, a beehive is in the eighties. Not to my knowledge, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. Hmm. I mean, honestly, she's she's dressed like a bloody a sixties go go dancer, but it's supposed to be nineteen eighty eight. Oh my god, I have no idea. So I love how. I'm sorry, I've got it here. Kyle is uh, mugged literally seconds after the pull outside the club scum. I love that one. Some guy just goes, "Give me your horse, pulls out, pulls out a knife and <laughs> drops." <laughs> I've got it here. Was that reality? Or was that meant to be? Yeah. That so, end of town, we don't know that we're happy that or not. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So the bouncer of this place is called Road Rash, played by Dwayne Whitaker. And wow. Pixie, uh, the club um, waitress slash prostitute, because of mm. course she's a prostitute, played by uh, Kerry French. Uh, these two know Daphne, even though she's maybe 17 in this. Uh, as mm. she's a regular and she lets all the men in because she's a hoe because the boyfriend was away for two months therefore she had to have um her filling shall we say 
Yeah, therefore she couldn't wait two months, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah. Is it meet club owner MC played by Doran Norris? Now he's supposed to have a one-part line only, but Rick huh? Sloan loved his cartoon voices so much he wrote him an entire fucking script. I told him <laughs> to go with it. It's like, oh my god. Fucking hell. Oh my god, and I love the fact how these are. Just, these are this guy's actual clothes. He just happened to have a red sequence dinner jacket <laughs> in his wardrobe. <laughs> I mean, don't we all? Oh, my God. And that means that that waitress slash prostitute had that sexy go-go dancer outfit in her wardrobe. <laughs> Let's not act right. Oh, my God. Let's, so Amy... Let's die in the green. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Amy is then dressed as a stripper okay then mm. she slowly strips off uh, to the baying crowd as kevin stops her and cue the terrible uh, song by the for the kiss kicker 99 <laughs> that song is abysmal by the way which i'm what? betting which i'm willing to bet they were hoping was going to be that year's number one oh yes 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 what is it with 80s horror films low budget horror films and having awful punk bands playing their shitty songs I mean, I mean the, the the clothes and the line low budget they can't afford anything half yeah, decent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking looking at you, New Year's Evil and fucking houses of solitude are over crying out loud. Exactly. And this song is fucking awful, and it goes on for about five minutes. They played the whole fucking song. I was like, oh good lord. I mean, this. Oh my god. But what the fuck is Amy wearing? By the way, she's wearing a one-piece swimsuit. With a piece of tool behind her, a piece of like um, a chiffon thing behind her, wearing mm. opera gloves because apparently that's sexy. Mm. So she had that outfit in her wardrobe. So she was probably told, turn up at night going out clubbing attire, and that's what she wore mm. going out clubbing. Yeah, I mean, wow. Oh God. So Kevin stops her and this causes a fucking riot as suddenly there's a hundred people in the place, but when it first started there was like maybe five. Mm. And then there's a riot and there's about forty people in the place, then it cuts to about five, then it cuts to about a hundred, and it cuts to about three, then it cuts to about sixty. It's like how many people are in this fucking bar? I was like, come on to hell, get your number right. Is it a dive or is it a you know? Mm. God honors. So Road Rash takes Amy outside to have sex because she's over him like a fucking bad rash. And I'm going, she's 17, you're in your 40s. Hello, rape. Yeah. God. Especially in America, that's what, statutory rape? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. Plus, she's under a spell. She's no idea what she's doing, so. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the riot is in full swing. And this kicks in Nick's wish come true as his sergeant hands him a machine gun and grenades. He opens fire, killing the hobgoblins and the scummy bar folk left, right and centre because Why logic. <laughs> I mean, God. So Nick lives out his Rambo fantasy until he jumps on a live grenade and he's blown up, set alight. Is this where the budget went, by the way? These fireball explosions? It must have been. I mean, also the hundred or so extras, because where's the budget in this fucking thing? If, if they, they, they cast them in their own clothes, the effects are minimal. The hobgoblins look like fucking cheap teddy bears. Where's the, the budget went to? 
I mean, the Hobgoblin Hallam were, you know, a grand each, so yeah. for $1,000 each. So, yeah. you know, maybe the many Hobgoblins are there, at least, what, five? I think there's, at one point, there's eight. Eight? So, so maybe maybe they did just have, say, say eight grand for, $8,000 for them. Say they had, like, a ten, a ten, a $10,000 budget. Mm. <laughs> the other two went on the uh, pyrotechnics for the whole team. Well, the sale, the budget is for this thing is between ten and fifteen thousand dollars. So, wow. mm. good lord! There we have that one. So Kevin kills Amy's hobgoblin. Um, somehow, I mean, how the fuck did he kill this hobgoblin? By the way, he grabs it and it dies instantly. I'm going. Yeah, you've seen these hobgoblins get tossed around the place and strangled and fought with all the other characters, but he just grabs it with a neck and kills it like that. Yeah. Okay then. Mm. So she's stunned and pulled out of her wish as she sees herself in a whorish outfit and then knocks out Roadrash with one punch of that punch. (laughs) (laughs) So Daphne's dream come true is next as the sergeant asks her to be the quote-unquote entertainment to the US Army. Okay then. Wow. She says no to sergeant who then throws a grenade at Nick, setting him alight. So she p- pulls a grenade out of nowhere and blows up the sergeant, killing the final two hobgoblins. Mm. Okay then. I, mean, I love the fact how the, the, the sergeant's blown to pieces and only has two little boots just sitting there smouldering. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. As, um, what's his name, Nick, is roasted alive in a full fire burn for a good 40 seconds i'm going mm. stop drop and roll me you know yeah, exactly <laughs> God. and i love the uh, the um nightclub owner and the slutty um waitress like snog on the floor for some reason and i'm going okay then and then it just instantly come out of it. i'm going right then who wrote the script mm. So Kevin returns to the studio. Tell McCready that he has killed all the hobgoblins. Suddenly, another three to six pop up. Where? You know. Is that, uh, I was like, where'd they come from? Are they breeding somewhere? I mean, Jesus. I have no idea what's happening here, but we're on the final stretch, so fuck it. <laughs> uh, so McCready tries to warn uh, Comstock about the aliens, but he doesn't want to listen again. Because apparently he tried to warn him 30 years ago, and he's like, you're full of shit, but I'll hire you as a security guard just in case. As you do. Why not? So he blows up the studio, because apparently he was an uh, explosive airspeed in the, the army. Okay. The insurance company won't pay out, because that's hilarious, isn't it? Hmm. As Comstock has fired McCready. So he just walks off and goes, don't worry about it, I'll kill these things, and boom, blows up the studio. Okay then. So, not before Kevin's dream comes true, as he takes on the thug from two nights earlier, finally showing Amy he's a real man, and cue a ridiculous nunchuck fight. <laughs> what is it with the 80s and nunchucks? I mean, honestly, God. Oh. Uh, the thug first beats up Kevin, but not before Kevin kicks his ass back and pulls out a gun as McCready shoots him with another gun. I'm going, you don't have one gun, so where the fuck did the whole gun come from? Yeah, exactly. This kills the final hobgoblins as others run inside to the vault where McCready blows up the studio using TNT. Up walks Nick, who is perfectly fine. 
So he and Daphne shag in the van. Kyle calls the chat line one more time. Amy kisses Kevin and McCready is free after 30 years being handcuffed to these aliens. Credits can then roll mercilessly. <laughs> oh my God. Not even the pretty boy cast can save this thing. Awfully written, terribly acting, cheap, tacky and just fucking painful to get through. This thing is the worst of the straight to tape VHS crap that was shouting mm. in 87 to God knows when to stop doing it and then things like it was. I mean, this is just abysmal. I mean, Definitely. nothing makes sense. Storylines are dropped. Things are, one minute there's like four hobgoblins, then there's eight, then there's seven, then there's ten, then there's six, and it's like, how many do they have? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. I mean, what do you say? Yeah, completely agree. I mean, black, bad plot, boring character, terrible acting, ridiculous aim, alien, um, shitty sets, the no continuity with absolutely everything. Um, you know, it's just boring, boring, boring from start to finish. I mean, when we finally get to see the hobgoblin after what half a fucking hour, mm. they are laugh out loud ridiculous. I mean, you can tell the hand puppet at one point they just look like um plushy. Um, and then the icing on top when we get to watch every actor at, at some point try and fight with this thing. I mean. Mm. Uh, uh, the funniest thing I've ever seen mm-hmm. um, you know and the, uh, the only laugh for a, for a, com- for a movie is called a sexy comedy horror that is the only laugh you get in the, the whole movie the rest of the, the so called jokes just fail you know and talking of sex why did Sloane take the 40 year old virgin approach to uh, any of the sex references in this movie and the extent that he never fully approaches them or anything? You know, it's kind of almost like an innuendo and left at that. You know, it's almost like he didn't really know the mechanics of what was going on. Um, it was clearly just a movie that tried to jump on the bandwagon of, you know, pipe sized creature, or should mm-hmm. I say, mini monsters since that's our theme for this month but mm-hmm. it clearly should have just left all of that to gremlin yeah um, or I, yeah exactly or critters um i actually never nearly made it to the end of that movie i was just i was just done by about half an hour in and that that creepy little guy at the end the, the last line of the in the movie being can i use your phone i mean who seriously thought that was fucking funny and that was the way to end it. Mm. Oh, I forgot to mention, Kyle becomes a new person, a fresh new person, as he gives, uh, what's her name, uh, the slut, the badge thing that she's wearing at the beginning of the movie. And when she rejects him for Nick, he mm. goes back to being a, a skeezy bastard. So that was a pointless arc there. I mean, wow. <clears throat> so, hmm. Mm. Anyway, let's score this thing out of five, one being uh, dog shit and five being solid gold. I'm going to give this thing a minus two out of five. So what do you give it? Yeah, since we can do minuses, I'm doing the minus five. It's just <laughs> that I, I know I've seen it more than once, but I don't think anyone could ever pay me to watch it ever again. Mm. The only good thing about this one and the second one is that this one kicked off Kevin Sloan's 
quote unquote career, and the second one ended it. He hasn't worked <laughs> since two thousand and five. I mean, let's face it, have any of the actors in this movie done anything to do with TV or films in? Yes, um, the uh, phone sex girl is now a soap actress. So, is she? Yes, she's a legit actress, apparently. Wow. <laughs> and the guy who plays Nick is a sort of a jobbing actor, you know. Oh. And the guy who played the thug is... A stunt coordinator, so wow, no, the rest of them, no, <laughs> yeah, I stand corrected. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter at Two Geeks A Pod, you can follow me on Twitter at Here's a Johnny's A Pod, and you can follow Joe on Twitter at Two Geeks Joanne. We also have a Instagram page which is Two Geeks Talk Movies. And we also have the same for the Facebook page. Now, next month, we are going to do... What was it again? Was it... Um, Easter slash um, April Fool? Yeah, April Fool slash Easter, yes. Yeah. Um, what was the one you wanted to do again? Was it um, Horror High? Was it Trump to Horror High? Or was it some other thing you were going to do? Yeah, I've got Horror High written down from next month. Okay, Okay, mm-hmm. and for Easter we're doing Critters 2, speaking of many monster movies, you know, <laughs> we're doing Critters Why 2, not? so yay, um, and where was I, May we're are doing animation, May, mm-hmm. which my pick is uh, Lego Batman, oh no it wasn't, it was your pick wasn't it, yeah, sorry, uh, my pick is Max and Mary, or Mary and Max, but that one is, uh-huh. so Mm-hmm. And I don't think we've picked June. Or was yeah, June... We, we kind of have that. We were kind of talking about that um, off podcast. So I don't really want to say out loud what, what, what I've got written down for June. We were kind of going to, what we were talking about that turns 100 this year, um, we were going to mm. do for Pride. So... Oh, that's right. We were, I was going to do uh, Nosferatu. Um... Yeah, and. and... I call it Hexen. Hexen, uh, yes. Hexen, yeah. Yeah, which both turn hundreds, so they were that Yeah. Uh, and for July, um, what was it again? Oh, yes, it was camp movies, summer camp movies. Yes, yes, because so... I put Rocky Horror down for that. Oh you, mean, oh, you mean summer camp? Why have yes. I put Rocky Horror down for that? No, it's not camp. Only... <laughs> not camp, camp, summer camp. camp. <laughs> Sorry, I got my camp mixed up. So you could pick a new camp movie then. So for yeah. my summer camp movie, we're doing Adults Family Values. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was I now? August. Um, I don't think we've picked August, September. So we'll just leave it at that. I think August you were mentioning Assassin movies, but I don't think we're set in stone really what one we want to do. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Assassin movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, we have our two-year anniversary coming up in July, so I need to plan that one. <laughs> yeah. In July? Yes, in July. Okay, so if you were up for it, we could grab the whole summer camp idea then, or just do a one-off special. Yeah, we'll, we'll do, I don't know, Rocky Horror, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, that would be a special. That'll be, that could be a special. <clears throat> 
Yeah, as I say, nothing professionalism here, folks. I mean, <laughs> we are completely so, organised, folks. Yeah, um, yeah, organised. I mean, honest to bloody god. But if you want us to do a movie, you can email us to geekstopmovies at gmail dot com because this is truly professional and not made off the cuff. <laughs> Absolutely not, she says, frantically taking notes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hmm. Anyway, as it says, I think if you're listening, now like and share us because we need listens. Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, bye. And what if you do, don't make a wish if you see a, a funny little alien next to you because it won't make any fucking sense. Bye. <laughs>